I'm Jack Moylan, and you're listening to Let's Talk Business, a podcast geared towards young professionals served with a side of witty commentary. At Lutz, we rally around the mantra, make light, meaning be lighthearted, illuminate solutions, and create energy. We hope this episode will do just that. Let's make the complex simple. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk a Business. Today, I'm really excited. We're talking about what it means to be in business development, sales, that general realm of relationship building, the process, tools, everything. But here with me is our business development manager here at Lutz, Paul Myers. Paul, could you tell me a little bit about yourself, I guess, what you do here? And if you want, maybe start with a background. Sure, absolutely. As you can see by looking at me, I'm old. So I've been around (laughs) quite a while. I spent most of my career in college athletics. Came up as a baseball player at the University of Nebraska. And with that came, you know, a a little bit of notoriety having the opportunity to play college athletics. Then I played professional baseball for six years and was fortunate to come back to Nebraska with the job waiting for me as the head assistant baseball coach. So through all those things, I was able to garner probably quite a few contacts that were helpful along that side. And about three years in, I realized that I had to make a choice between being in baseball the rest of my life. My wife and I were having our first child, so I had to make a decision whether I was going to be in baseball the rest of my life or move into something else. I didn't know what that was going to be. And literally walked outside of the baseball office having resigned from my position at Nebraska and an opportunity presented itself to get into fundraising in the athletic department at Nebraska, which I took. And I was in college athletic fundraising. I oversaw the fundraising for athletics for 25 years, which then five years ago brought me to Lutz through a project that we did together, the athletic department in Nebraska and Lutz. The opportunity was there to make the move and I couldn't be happier. That's the donor tracking? It was. Okay. It it was a CRM product that Lutz created and, and I can make this... Did shorter... Lutz create it when, like, after consulting with you and trying to figure out what you needed? Or That's correct. That the, the... I, I actually, Ron Nebria, yeah. the shareholder here right. at Lutz. We talked about leadership a couple weeks ago. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. I contacted him, and, and when I took over athletic fundraising and said, okay, here's my, my problem is I have no information on who comes to our games, where they sit, right. how many tickets they have, what tickets to what sports, all those things, and it's relevant to the contributions that they make to athletics. Mm -hmm. What I need, and I'm shortening kind of this story quite a bit, but what I need is something that when a donor calls me on the phone that I know everything about them. I know who they are, what their wife's or husband's name is, their kids' names, their birthdays. I know what sports they have tickets in. I know how much they give. I know how much relevance that has to the area they're sitting in, the basketball arena or the football stadium. This is all information that is necessary so that I can provide good customer service to our donors and also to strategically challenge me to grow that, whatever information I had to grow it. Right. And so I contacted Ron, and at the same time, and this was, you know, 17, 18 years ago, at the same time, Lutz was going through those same strategic issues. They, when they, was that? What, what this was about 2001. Okay. So this was even before Lutz Software Solutions. That's correct. Okay. It was the beginning, the beginning of, of their thinking. thought process right. to know that technology was going to be an important, important aspect to what Lutz was going to be sure. in the future, and that's also how... Let's can distinguish themselves from other people. Right. So together, he sent down what was their, I don't know, 
software engineer, right. Kevin Hansen. Right. I know you know Kevin. I do know Kevin. So he sent Kevin down and said, hey, take a look at what they're doing and what we can do, see if we can help them. Mm-hmm. So together with me telling Ron and Kevin, this is what we need to survive, mm-hmm. to have the, actually to function appropriately in college athletics. And there's no other product like it. There's nothing out there that I can go purchase that is going to be able to solve this situation. So there's enough nuance to the athletic realm that a already built CRM wasn't going to really take care of. Or was CRM that young, that concept? Well, there was a national company that had a what we call the development, which is your fundraising aspect. And they right. had a development module to their ticketing. Sure. And ticketing and contributions is unique. Right. They had one, but it didn't function well. Okay. It didn't serve the needs correctly, in my opinion. And together then we really, and, and I would say we, because I would, <laughs> my knowledge is simply drawn it on a napkin. Right. Please make this happen. Yeah, right. And then Ron and Kevin took it and really built this product that then they were able to, number one, take care of the University of Nebraska. But then we're also able to, and I think this is the uniqueness of Lutz, is the ability to then take it as accountants and sell it across the country as something athletics, college athletics needs. And they're very successful at it. Right. So it sounded like the first first thing that you were trying to accomplish was you know, taking care of current donors or, or people in, in the organization, but also then you mentioned, you know, proactively growth, you know, getting out and tracking leads or prospects or whatever it is for, for future donors. So that obviously that fits right into to what we're talking about today. And so, and it really, it's kind of one of the same, taking care of current clients and, and developing new business, right? But I guess in what way in your mind does that differ? Because I think that the business development sales piece is, is, I mean, to me, it's such a, you have such a small window of making an impression and, and gathering that information. I guess, how do you do that successfully? Well, I think number one, the most important thing you can do is keep what you have. So in other words, if you do have a client, you do everything you possibly can to keep that client. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously within reason, right? Because what we do know when we're out trying to find businesses, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to do. And so the most important thing is treat your clients right and don't lose them. And what I've used, it's been successful for me, is that when you've gained the trust to get a client, mm-hmm. you use that client to find out who else do you know or fits this, this mold that I can generally go and talk to. Right. And let that tree and those branches then begin to spread. Mm-hmm. Because what's very important, and you mentioned it, is first impressions. First impressions are vital. And in that first impression, because the ultimate thing you're trying to get to is trust. Right. Is the only way that you can have a good relationship is through trust and credibility. If you say that we have experts in tax, you need to have experts in tax. And if you say that we can solve your technology issues, You need to have people who can solve those issues. And so developing that trust, and you've already done it through a client, maybe a longtime client, we want to use those clients to help us then spread the word about that trust level that that people have for us. Right. So I sold freight for a little bit in Denver. And well, it was was mainly a 3PL service, right? Uh An application that we, you know, people could use to access different carriers. But I mean, that was the most transactional, difficult 
thing, me walking into a business, and it was door-to-door sales. I mean, I was walking into businesses, setting meetings and saying, hey, trust me, (laughs) you've known me for 30 seconds. (laughs) I'm going to be able to solve your problems. Oh, and it might cost a little bit more. Yeah. In in some worlds, that's the way you have to do it. You're selling to somebody. It's a short sales cycle. Mm -hmm. It's transactional based. I sell you, you say yes, I leave, right. I'll see you next time. Right. In this world, in the accounting world. Because this, this is a different It's a different world, sell. Right? Okay. It's a different sell. Because we're trusted advisors. Mm-hmm. Certainly I'm not, but I certainly know a lot of you them You know here. people. Yeah. You know the tax guy is. <laughs> I do. And that's an important aspect in a business owner's life. It's the most important person. It's right. the advice they need when they don't know what to do or the advice we know that we need to give them even though they're not aware of it. Right. And it's a really unique position and we take it very seriously. So that trust factor is vital and that doesn't happen overnight. Right. It, it takes time to build a relationship and it's, and it's not... And, and so little things like remembering their names, mm-hmm. remembering their family members, remembering how you met them first. And, and probably the, the most important aspect of that is getting them to talk and you to listen. Right. So you can learn all those things that you can then use later on. Use, I say, to develop the relationship. Right. So I guess, you know, listening instead of talking, at least that's something that I probably... I'm a little deficient at. I enjoy talking. I think, you know, clearly I'm doing a podcast and it, it feels, I mean, you're a very social person. So how do you, I mean, without sounding salesy, how do you pry into people and get them to really let you know? And again, it goes back to trust and I'm sure that's going to go back to that, but it's not something you can say. I, I love the phrase, you know, tell me all your pain points. I think that kind of, and I get it. I understand what that's trying to get at. But sometimes without that, and I guess maybe it's with the absence, you know, the lack of trust that it sounds salesy, but how do you get that to that point? I don't think sales or pain points is even a discussion until you really get to know somebody. And now it's difficult because there certainly are calls that I go into and I say, hey, this is this is Lutz. This is what we do. And this is, you know, but I would hope if things are done right, that's maybe the third, fourth, fifth time in it. So I've met them at a basketball game or I've met them at a football game or I've met them at the Chamber of Commerce mm-hmm. lunches or dinners or I've gone to a charitable organization's, you know, main fundraising event and I met their friend who then introduced me to them. And you go, "Hey, I'll, you know, I'll call you sometime. You know, I'd like to talk to you." Right. And then that discussion is really tell me about you. People really want to tell everybody about themselves. Right. They want to talk, right. just like you just said. Yeah. So I think the value in business development or really getting the information that you want is getting those people to do what they already want to do. They want to tell you about their family. They're so proud of their kids and they should be. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad was a longtime military. I'm saying someone would be saying this. So you listen to what they're telling you. And through that listening, you find out what's important to them. Right. And what's important to other people then if you're a true friend or you want to build a relationship is you make it important to you. Right. And so now I know family is really important to you. Right. So I'm going to, hey, how's your dad? How's your mom? Tell me what's going on with those guys. I saw them at Oscars the other day. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, I those are, <laughs> yeah. So those are kind of things that, you know, that is just natural to someone who really, really, truly wants to. Right. And that's your credibility because people can tell when you're fake. Absolutely. And so I think it's, it's really focusing on 
general things that I think come natural to a lot of people that they either really recognize mm-hmm. or maybe they don't even recognize that they're doing it or need to do it. Right. But it's just, to me, it feels natural to me, which I feel fortunate that, that I'm right. in this position because that is natural. You bring up it being natural or being genuine. And we had the Lutz Leadership Program applications. And one of the, one of the, I can't remember exactly what the question or what the part of it was, but I mentioned that, you know, when I, when I meet someone kind of an internal clock starts and it's not a, it's, it's a, just a very, I don't know, internal clock starts that says, man, I wonder how long it's going to take for me to feel like this person really wants to hear me call them. Right. You can, when you pick up the phone and dial someone's number and you mm-hmm. can hear it on the other line, They're like, Hey, you know, what, what do you, what do you want kind of thing? And then all of a sudden there is a transition where it's like, Hey, how's it going? Right. And it's kind of like, Oh man, we've almost become friends at this point. Well, I think people who are willing to take it that extra step, mm-hmm. I think there's less of those people than the people who get to that point and go, I don't want to be, I don't want to offend this person or, right. or I'm bugging the heck out of this person. Right. Or, you know, I, I'm not doing this anymore. Right. And, and part of, Knowing if you are for business development or sales or something like that is being able to look in the mirror and understand who you are. No, I agree. Yeah. See, and that's it depends on how you look at it because sometimes there's glamour in sales in the sense that the upside's great with bringing on business as far as the financial upside. But mm-hmm. if it's not something that comes naturally, because we, we always talk about doing what you love, which I, I kind of disagree with in a sense. I think. Do what you naturally do, mm-hmm. right? So if, if you know you maybe don't think twice about it, you don't think, well, I love getting to know people. You just it's just naturally you like to get to know people. Do that. But if if you really if you don't enjoy that or it's not something you do naturally, it's probably an uphill battle, right? I mean, what are some of those things that you've tried to overcome? And, and that's my point is that when you look in the mirror and you know what you are and what you do naturally, you'll learn to love what you do and what you are good at. Right. If it comes natural, you're going to be good at it. Right. So some of those characteristics, I think it's like defining the universe a little bit. Right. It's, it's a lot of different things. You know, we talked about listening. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, I think if you're generally a good person, you're interested in others. And when you go to talk to somebody, you're interested in them before you want to kind of hear what you have to say. Right. And so I think that's the value is to be able to, the, the characteristic is, to get over that hump of what you just said was, am I making them feel uncomfortable? Did I say the right thing? Did I pronounce that word correctly? Right. Instead of just saying, and I always like to say humility is the greatest strength of all. Mm-hmm. People love humble people. And so I think you play on a little bit of that when you ask them questions about them. Well, you know, and you're going to ultimately get questions about yourself and Being humble in those responses, I think, creates a little bit of that relationship string that you want. Sure. I've personally depended on, and Steph and I talked about this a little bit, just when we were talking about strengths and things like that. And because I, I, have you looked at the list of what they call the basement side of all the strengths that we have? I've not looked at that. So there's, it's a whole list that says, you know, Obviously, what the upside is to all the strengths that are part of your personality. And then there's the basement level. And one of them, I think, oh, gosh, so so woo is one of my strengths. And the basement level of that is shallow, busybody, not genuine conversations, right? Just trying to get to know everybody. And I personally like to live in that realm because I think self-deprecation 
puts people at ease. I don't do it very intentionally, which sometimes can come off as a lack of confidence. Mm -hmm. But I mean, what's worse? Coming off as maybe a little, you know, lacking a little confidence or being intimidating and and not being humble. Yeah, in your conversation, you want them to feel great. Right. What makes them feel great is they feel as an equal or better. Right. That makes them feel good. Right. And so... The humility and the self-deprecating approach to that in a funny way, I think, is is very effective. It's effective because it puts people at ease. Mm -hmm. And that's how you get to what really matters. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about how if I can help. Mm -hmm. And mind you, if I can't, I'm not going to try to help. But I'm going to help you get to someone who can help you. Mm -hmm. And that's whether it's with Lutz or with somebody else that might be better for you. I'll do that because that's what friends do. Mm-hmm. I think if you can get to that trusted element where they know you're giving them you know, credibly as much as you can give them. Well, and you, you brought up a good point that having that moment where you say, hey, listen, if I don't think I can help you, I'll tell you. Right. Right. I mean, now I know at Lutz we try to be, we, we are, you know, a business solutions firm. So we've got, you know, accounting, financial, talent, tech. So it seems like we can help everybody. But reality is there. We can't help everybody. Right. I mean, that's certainly a trust piece also, but but it's that seems like a very important one to think, hey, I'm not going to sell you regardless of what you tell me. I'm going to listen to what you need and tell you if, if it fits for you. Right. right? And then we're going to meet and then we're going to find out because I'm going to bring my expert to you. Right. And they're going to say, yeah, this, and that's what I really like about Lutz is they're going to say, we gotcha. We can cover this. We can help you. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to tell you, okay, Here's probably what you need more so than what you need from me. Right. And to me, it, it lends so much credibility, not credibility to not just today, but that person will come back. Right. That person will come back because you shot him straight. Right. And, and I think that's so important is, is sometimes you get lost in sales because you're judged by sales. Mm-hmm. Reality is, is that ultimately I'm judged by how much business I bring to Lutz. But that business that I give up today because it's right to and direct, help direct them in the right direction likely will come back in tenfold some other way. And that's a belief I have is that if you're honest and you're credible and you truly care about taking care of somebody, you'll say no. You'll say no to them just simply because it's the honest truth. Right. One thing I guess that's that's interesting for someone that's new in the sales or business development realm, and I, I'm saying sales and business development because I think they're one and the same. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously we talked about more of a transactional approach or more of a long-term relationship approach, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's a different term for the same thing, right? Yeah. Bringing on revenue. But for someone that's starting out in it, and I certainly felt this, that first six months or that first nine months, whatever it is, it's, it's, it's a stressful, anxious time because you need to hit numbers. You need to bring on revenue. Why aren't you making sales? What is it? But all that we're talking about, the long-term relationship building, that's not quick, right? So how do you overcome some of that? It's a challenge for everybody. Right. It's a challenge for you as an, a young individual trying to sell. Mm-hmm. And it's a challenge for your boss to then, what do I judge this person on? Because business development, which is creating relationships in the community and promoting LUTs in nonprofit situations and going to chamber of commerce, right. there's true and honest value. That's business development. Right. But you tend to, the mistake some people make is you tend to solely be judged on the bottom dollar. What are you bringing in? 
And ultimately, you have to be judged on that. But I know when I oversaw a group of about six fundraisers in the athletic department, the first thing I'd tell them is, and this can be right or wrong, but I said, it's two years. At the two-year mark, we're going to sit down and we're going to say, what's happened? I'll know if you can do this or you can't. Sure. You'll know if you can do it or you can't. And what would happen is in a year and a half and somebody hadn't produced, they got rid of themselves. Right. Because they just knew it just wasn't going to happen for them. Right. Young people, it's so challenging for them because it's all based on the contacts that you have. It's so that I can multiply that tree and say, I've got a contact here and can you tell me the name of your buddy or this business and then that business. And Mm -hmm. they're going through what might be a salesperson and then an accounting person, the lower level accounting person to try like crazy to get to the CFO. When someone at 54, I'm going right to the CFO or I'm going to the CEO. And so it's a different, so the young people struggle with that first aspect of how do I get this? How do I get there mm-hmm. with this sale, with the person who's actually going to make the decision? Mm-hmm. And the only advice I can give someone like that is 24-7 is when you're in the store or, you know, you're shopping for groceries, you're actually looking at a store full of prospects. Right. And when you're at a basketball game, you're not there necessarily to watch the game you're there to meet people you're there to talk to people when you go to a football game you know it doesn't matter the element any fundraising event or any of this and you're on 24 7 Mm -hmm. and so it's constantly building a group because you know you get to that point it's like geez you know when do i get to hang out with my family and just Relax and, and relax and not worry that I'm <laughs> I'm on. Right. And the reality is, is if if you really want to get to that point, it's twenty four seven for a while. Right. And it's hopefully fun to be on. It is. Right. I mean, that's if it's not fun for you to be on, you know, on your game when you're out and about. Because this is one thing that I I, I didn't struggle, but the transition from high school to college, and then of course college. What you know, what I was as a person in college. I mean, we you know partying and all that, but just realizing that how you're carrying yourself in public, regardless of where you're at or if you're trying to work or be on, the chances of running into someone that could potentially be someone you have to deal with later on are pretty great, especially in a place like Omaha. They're excellent and everyone's watching. Every, yeah, right. And people don't forget. Right. And that's certainly one thing that I've I've been extremely fortunate. A, my parents know a lot of people, so I've been extremely fortunate in that I've been able to make relationships with people that are in their 40s and 50s and 60s. But B, my friend group, I, I'm extremely proud of the friends that I have because my friends are all doing really well in their their respective careers. And I know at some point it's going to be the CFO that I'm calling on that's my buddy that I hung out with for the longest time. So it's not happening yet. And I'm also fortunate that I'm not currently judged on, you know, my role as an account manager is to take care of current clients. So I don't feel the stress of going out and getting new clients tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm, I'm afforded that timeline. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. To your point though, like going to a Creighton basketball game or something, just knowing that you're going to run into people at like events and you know, there's always opportunity in that, but, and it seems like it lacks a little bit of genuine, but it, it it's not, it's not that you're always looking for a sale you're just enjoying building friendships. Yeah, it's, it's all kind of evolving as a universe of business development. It's 
you can't have enough friends. Right. And so the great part about it is I'm just going to see my friends. Right. You know, and I love people. And people are good until they prove you they're not good. Right. So all those things are really doing what I wanted to do anyway. Mm-hmm. But you never lose sight of maybe how you can, you know, I'm always looking to help people. So when you're talking to people and it happens, the way I can help you is I can introduce you to somebody a lot. It's going to make your life easier. Right. That's how I'm going to help you. Right. And I'm telling you, I get great gratification from that aspect of it. Not necessarily. I'm at an age now to where the actual sale and the money and all that kind of stuff doesn't matter anywhere near as much to me as I can walk away and go, I helped them. Right. I know I helped that person. There's some people in the five years that I've been here that I take so much pride. And I know that the people I team them up with at Lutz change their lives. Sure. And walking away from that, knowing that is a great thing. And I'm sure it makes it so much easier to just be genuine in what your, you know, what your desires are. Right. Right. You're not out on all the time at social events to, for the sale, as you just said, you're thinking, well, I need to listen to what this person's saying more so because I'd like to help them. Right. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Right. I mean, there are deals that have happened or people that I brought to Lutz that I had no intention of actually selling them on anything. I just happened to hear them say, I got a problem. Right. Through a conversation. And then, then you get back to, okay, make sure you follow up. Well, so that's listen. my next question yeah. is your process. I mean, what is, do you have a rigid process with follow up with meetings or is it just make sure I don't forget about this person? Well, it's certainly not a rigid process. I'm not rigid at about anything. Right. You know, I happen, I, to, I have, I happen to have a personality that when... When I do have a sale and and I move on from that sale, it's about other things. I'm moving right. on to something else. Right. And so I have to have people around me. This is me looking in the mirror and identifying who I am. I have to have people around me who are finishers. Right. They dot I's and cross T's because I'm on to the next thing already. Right. And, and I've always been like that. I understand who I am. And so I'm smart enough to surround myself with those kind of people. Right. So the follow-up process is not rigid at all, but I feel comfortable that my process works well enough. Well, Be- you trust because the quite fr- frankly, right. I enjoy meeting with all these people anyway, and regularly, and all that kind of stuff. So it fills my day with meeting with friends. It also, in those conversations, something new always comes up. Sure, whether it be a new service that we might be able to provide them. Which is what I'm also always looking at is, okay, this person is obviously uses us as their, their tax people, and, and that's great. But in the conversation is, does this person fit in technology? Mm-hmm. Can we help them there? So it's taking the current relationships and trying to evolve them into something bigger and better, which makes me feel better, which makes them feel better. Makes lots feel better. Makes <laughs> lots feel better. And then it's, you know, and then it's on to who you're, you know, always asking. You know, so when I walk into a restaurant, I know I'm meeting with somebody. First thing I do is scan the entire restaurant. Uh-huh. I want to know who's in here. Right. I want to know who's going to see me and who's going to see me with who I am with. Because mm-hmm. I've had people from competing businesses in the same restaurant. Sure. So I want to be careful with that. But you so, work with both of them. So you need I work to, with, yeah. Right. Hey, I'm friends with, you know, I try you're to be friends, friends with everybody. With them. Yeah, you're yeah. friends with them. So it's. So, so back to your question, then a follow-up process. I probably could be better sure. in my follow-up process relevant to it being rigid and but at least i guess to that point though uh, you mentioned having people that can cross the t's and dot the i's i mean 
it goes back to the overarching theme, which is trust. You trust that once you hand them off, those people will be taken care of. Yeah. Right? I mean, if you didn't have that trust, you probably wouldn't be handing them off. And then you'd have too much sitting on your back burner thinking, God, I need to figure out where to put them and where to throw them. And If I felt that way, I wouldn't be at Lutz. Because the only way I can feel comfortable in truly building these relationships is that I know that when I connect the dots for somebody here at Lutz, that it's done right. And I believe it. And so it's so easy for me to go out and talk about it because I believe when I do bring that person to the table, it's done and it's done right and done well. So I think going into it, you have to believe that. Right. Well, I know that that's one thing that, I mean, we take so much pride in our work that when something does go poorly, it's, it's not only, let's say you were to, to send some business towards tech and, you know, they had a poor experience. It would not only be in my mind, ah, oh, crap, you know, let's tech look bad. I think, God, Paul's not going to send me any more stuff. Not just because, you know, out of anything other than him not wanting to let his relationships down. Right. It's an upstream thing too, that you have to be aware of. Yeah. In, in the five years, it hasn't been perfect. Right. And it's the response that matters. Mm-hmm. And it's no different than any other thing in life is when you make a mistake, you own up to it and apologize for it. Right. You're humble about it. And people appreciate that people are good. Right. And so they know they're not perfect. Right. And so they'll, they'll leave you room. If you're not perfect, unless you treat that situation poorly. Because at the end of the day, if they make a mistake, they want to at least have right. a second chance with whoever yeah. they're dealing with. Yeah, they would want me to treat them, you know, uh, well. Well, and that's one thing it's I had. the golden a, rule. <clears throat> it is, yeah, it's the golden rule. But I had an experience this last <clears throat> week where there was a client. They had an employee that made a mistake. Rather than own up to the mistake, it was get nervous and scared and try and figure a way out of it. And that never, and I, I, I'm fortunate now at this point at 25, but thinking back to when I was 15, 16, 17, 18, I'm glad I tried that, that approach so many times and realized through trial and error that it doesn't work. No, I, I lived in that culture for 25 years, everyone being afraid for their job mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And so that culture, that's a cultural issue right. that never succeeds. Right. And that's what I found. And I think some people think I'm pretty sappy about what happens around here, but I've seen, I've seen cultures that are bad. Right. I've worked in cultures that are bad and I see this culture and I think how refreshing it is that when a mistake happens, you feel like you can be honest about it and it's how you respond to it that matters Mm -hmm. in that you're not just automatically, oh, I'm gone. You know, I got to start sending out my resume. Right. That's not the case. And so I think that's a cultural issue. You're right. Never works. No. No one's ever happy. (laughs) And it's just one struggle after another in a culture like that. Absolutely. Was there anything else, I guess, regarding business development, things and, you know, resources that you like to listen to or watch that might be beneficial to listeners? You know, I think everyone's doing it right now, especially with COVID and, mm-hmm. and what that has meant to the Yeah, I guess the, yeah, speak the on that a little cycle. bit, the COVID and what, how <laughs> it's, it's been, affected. For a person like me, that's very person-to-person, relationship-driven, it's been a real challenge. Sure. It's important for me to not also bother people. In other words, 
what I know is during the day and people are focused on their business and they're wanting to get things done and they're working on their employees and they got benefit issues, they got all these issues that they're trying to make their business successful. The least, the last thing they want is for me to start emailing them and texting them during the day. So I'm very cautious of bothering people between nine and 11 and one and four. So I'm cautious. And the reason I'm cautious is because during those times, all day long, I'm receiving emails. Right. I'm receiving texts from people that are wanting to sell me something. Right. And I know how irritating that is. Sure. And so where I got and have gotten most of my business is in the morning at breakfast and coffee, at lunch, and then at four o'clock, whether they might have a beer, they might, you know, whatever they like to do at four o'clock, but these are times when maybe they, it's workout or, or something like that. These are times when people let their guards down, when they're willing to talk about other things, not just... When they don't feel like it's work. No, it's not work. It's building a relationship. Right. And so I focus on those times. And so COVID has made it tough on all those people that maybe are relationship people versus those people that are trying to sell you or get that meeting via email, via right. text, via, you know, Zoom, however they want to try and get that meeting. My advice is to be different. Mm-hmm. And so it works really well during COVID is to still try and get people to coffee, to sure. lunch, because everyone else is hunkered down. And so part of me says it works to my advantage. The other part is people are concerned about having any of those meetings. Right. So you certainly want to be respectful of those. Things. And the financial tightness they're feeling and and you know that obviously has to play into their willingness to yeah try another service or buy something or right right my, my advice to the young people trying to get into this is be seen if you're working for lots and and you're in business development and you you want business to come your way be seen be everywhere that means if there's 50 people over playing golf at, at champions and you're not necessarily need to play golf just show up when they're coming in from playing right. golf. Just be there. Be right. seen. So you know there's a Creighton basketball game. Be there. Be seen. Because the everyone goes through this process during the day of, of, okay, what do I need to make my company better? When they define it or figure out what they need, they you certainly want them to think of you first. Right. That's hard for, for young people because it means a lot of time. When I said 24-7, that's what I mean. You know, just be seen. Be the first person they think of. When you know what it's fan. Well, if you're telling me that I should go out and you know spend more time at sporting events and bars and things like that, I'll be just fine. <laughs> people are happiest, yeah, right. or maddest, right? You know, Either depending. one. It depends yeah. on it. just yeah. gotta be on the right side of it. Yeah, but it's coffee. You know, I'll go. Okay, coffee. Uh, yeah, right. it's, anything. It's, it's eat more. Lunch. I'll eat more. It's lunch. I'm, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I've got the COVID fifteen yeah. going here, <laughs> but it's just yeah. I mean, it's just. Really honing who you are. I think when you, it comes, sales really, everyone needs to be as good as they can be at sales because ultimately this world is selling yourself. Sure. And so it's a daily activity of selling me to you and to you and to the others at Lutz and then to the world out there of saying, hey, I'm trustworthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm credible. I can help. I want to help. And I only trust people I know that can get the job done, and I trust them. Yeah, and it's okay to be, yeah, exactly. And it's okay to be concerned, am I raising enough revenue? It's okay, because 
Every day I worry about that. Sure. Every single day I go home, it's, okay, I'm not getting it done. What do I need to do to get it done? <laughs> How do I get it done? When, And the reality is you just have to continue to get to just keep being who you are. Keep grinding. Yep. Keep grinding. And, and it, there's business that fell in my lap maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago, that I started on four years ago. Sure. And it was just relationship, relationship, seeing them here, seeing them there, seeing them there. And finally, I got the call. And then, you know, early on, when I first got here, it was a relationship I had built previously. I walked in and he goes, I know what you're trying to sell me. And, you know, I've been with another company for 25 years. And I ain't moving. And I said, that's not what I'm here for. Right. I'm not here I've to heard that, change that. I've heard that a few times recently. Yeah. I've been using the same person for 20 years. It's a trusted professional services advisor, a te- accountant. I'm not doing it. And, and my first response is, if you like them, you shouldn't. Stay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If they're good and they're your trusted advisor, you don't change those things. Right. What I'm here is if something other or else goes wrong. Right. Because things do happen regardless things of how happen. long you've been with someone. Yeah. And I'm going to keep going back. So anyway, in that story, when he said I wasn't changing for 25 years, his person moves to Chicago a year and a half later. He calls up and says, okay, I'm ready to move. <laughs> there you go. I mean, and so it's it's just be seen. Just right. keep grinding. And I think Ron is the, uh, oh gosh, I don't know if this was in our podcast or in another conversation, but he used the idea of, of you know, like crab pots out in the ocean. You've got crab pots sitting out there everywhere. And sometimes those crab pots get old and rusty, but... When they get full, then you can yank them up. And that sounds like the same kind of deal. You didn't know it was going to happen, but it did. That's exactly right. You don't know. And I think so that's the stressful part of business development. In a lot of cases, you don't know when this is going to happen or how it's going to happen. And so therefore, you can't do anything about that. And so you worry about the things you can do something about. What you can do something about is how you treat people, how you act. Are you out there being seen? Those are things that you can do something about. The business side, a lot of times you're going to hand it off to someone else. You can't really do anything about it after that. So I think really focus on what you can. And stress over revenue is is natural. Mm -hmm. And it's those that can survive that stress usually do a better job. Sure. It's just getting over that hump. Awesome. Well, hey, I appreciate it. I, again, I know these, these conversations get into more storytelling and, and just conversation, but I think it's the most fun that way. So thanks for, yeah. for doing this. Yeah, it's great talking to you. Yeah, you too. You've reached the end of another episode of Let's Talk Business. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on your podcast app, Spotify, or iTunes. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to make light.